You're listening to Real Talk for Real Men, episode number 53. Welcome to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast. Lifestyle advice for men so powerful, you'll want to run your life on it. And now your hosts, Guy Mullen and Chris Field. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk for Real Men. I am Guy Mullen. And I'm Chris Field. And it's good to be back, Chris. And today we are doing another episode on change. Well, it's about time. You gave us the first uh, part of your research and what you put together on how to handle change. And it's been a bit of a while, so I'm wanting to hear a bit more about these other points. In fact, why don't we just do a quick recap on what the first points were? Well, I was going to actually, you have actually oh. weaseled out of that nicely because I was actually <laughs> going to test you, but now you put it back on me. So well done. You're a smart cookie. Yeah. I don't want to be put on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so in the in the first time up, we were, uh, well, we let's step back a bit further. We're going through 13 principles that really help you to manage through a life transition. And a life transition is like being divorced, changing your career, uh, being shifted from one whole set of circumstances to another. It could be all kinds of forms. Yeah. So, well, I like to picture life as a little bit like a river, a really big river. I don't know if you have any big rivers in Australia. I suppose you do. You've got the Murray. But back mm-hmm. in New Zealand, we've got oh, come some on. big Here rivers. Oh, come on. Here we go. <laughs> but, um, you know, life in a lot of, a lot of ways is, is, like a, is like a river. It's got a beginning and it's got an end. And it's got it weaves through different landscapes. And some periods of it are wide and still and other mm-hmm. parts of it are narrow and rushing water and so you know the chapters of our lives are a little bit like those still bits where you know it's there's a lot of things which are under feel like they're under control are quite it's quite still mm. and, and everything's predictable everything's reasonably predictable mm-hmm. you feel like your things under control but then sometimes you can hear the white water coming you've ever been on oh, a river and you right. can you can hear you can hear mm. the rushing water right sometimes those those changes that are coming you can see them coming. You can predict them. Like, for mm-hmm. example, you're you're going to be leaving school and going to university. You know it's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or leaving uni, you've got to get a or job. Or you're going to get married. Or, yeah. or you find that you know, you're going to have a baby. And so you look at eight or nine months and there's a baby on the way. There is some change, which is predictable. And it, and it can be a little bit like moving into some rapids. Maybe the rapids aren't very big, but maybe they're big rapids, grade mm-hmm. four or five rapids. And the skills that you need to go through that white water are quite different to what you do when you're in the still water in the yeah, predictable okay. parts of life. And every time you say skills on a program like this, it makes me realize how most of us have not been given much in the way of skills for life at all. Mm. No. Well, and in this day and age, particularly where we don't have a lot of extended family around us, we're, like, we're disconnected from from the older, wiser generation like People yourself. that have been there and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> that was uncalled for. <laughs> People that have been there and done that. That's right, you know, and in, in, in days gone past, there were communities, there were tribes, there were groups, there were elders around. A whole village, as it were. To, to pass on things and to, mm-hmm. to learn off. Nowadays, we struggle to find to find that from. And so if, if we approach a period of white water, there's a mixture of both chaos and adventure. Mm-hmm. So some of us love the adventure. I know when my when we go rafting or kayaking, my son just wants to do the rapids over and over and over again. Right. I don't because I fall out. Mm-hmm. I want to be on the still stuff and just peacefully meander, mm. meander along. Some people like that adventure, that chaos, uh, whereas others find it, the lack of control very difficult to handle. Yeah. Right? And when the, previously you feel like everything's under control, you're on that still water, you feel like everything's under control, and then you hit the rapids and you feel powerless. Mm-hmm. You just, 
going with the water wherever it takes you and for some people that can be extremely scary and you've got this mixture whether it's in one proportion or the other for some it's more adventure and less chaos so there's chaos more less adventure you have these two things in tension and i think you're trying to suggest that in life we can't guarantee to always stay in still water then no of course we can't of course we can't and sometimes adventure sometimes that transition is predictable like we mentioned if mm-hmm. you know a baby is coming having a newborn baby if you think back those all those decades, <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes, way, 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 way back <laughs> to when you're first having that newborn baby, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a exciting and it's an adventure, but it hits you like a freight train, mm, a real upheaval. It, yeah. You know, and when you've got some people around you to be able to help you with that, it really helps you mm-hmm. a lot. If you're mm-hmm. on your own, it can be really tough. It's tough anyway, but but then we have other things, other transitions in life which hit us unexpectedly: a sudden job loss or a partner leaving us, or a, a death of a family member, yeah. they can be particularly difficult because we've done very little in the way of preparation for that. So you have 13 principles or pointers, whatever you want to call them, yeah. are meant to be really the underlying skill set that people would need to draw on. Well, not entirely a skill set because there's some skills that this doesn't really cover, but there's some things for you to think about because the more prepared you are, before you hit a transition, then the then the better you'll you'll go through it. Like when you're you're hitting white water with a raft, you know if you've got the helmet on, you've got the life jacket, and you've been certain places that you're told to sit in the boat and what to do and so on. The better prepared you are, then the more confidently you'll be able to move through that transition and come out into the chapter on the other side. Uh, you know where things have settled down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is so some of this is about preparation. And you may not be very prepared for the transition you're going through now, but there's no reason why you can't be learn from it and and also be a bit more prepared further on. The other thing is if you are going through a transition, things can feel like you're you're a failure. You can feel like you're not normal. You can feel like, what is the matter? What is going on with me? Why can't I cope with this? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you've been a high achiever in other areas of life and all of a sudden you come to some sort of life transition and you're not coping with it you can fail to understand what's going on. And so with going through these principles, it can help you to see that, well, actually, your emotions are actually quite normal. What you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're going through are actually quite normal. And that can really be a a great help. Well, I remember that when you talked about it before, you were trying to talk about how that not to treat a transition as if it's just the momentary season or the moment of the of the, the, so the thing of the moment? That was the first one. So realizing that the decisions that we're making during a transition affect others, not just ourselves. Um, you know, so you go back and listen to them. I'm not going to re- recap, rehash those. But for me, you know, when I lost my job, I could have gone back to New Zealand. And obviously the consequences for my children, vastly different than if I stayed here in Australia. Mm-hmm. So your decisions don't just affect you. And the second one is that balance brings resilience. So if you're able to put things in your life where if one thing changes, you've still got a number of other things right. going on. The other things are like anchors. The, well, they, they provide you with provide you with a bit of with balance. I can't okay. think of a better word for that. And that okay. brings resilience to you. So, uh, so if work is everything to you and you lose work, then that's a much wow. bigger problem than yeah. if you have got other things going on. You've got church and community and you've got sports and you've got family and mm-hmm. so forth. And the third one was that have some things in your life which aren't going to change. And the best one of all is faith in God mm-hmm. because God is always there. He's always changing. He promises to be our rock. 
and to be our, our strength, our strong changing? tower. I think you meant he never changed. He, sorry, he's never, never changing. changing. Okay. He promises to be our rock, our strong tower. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter what else changes, he is always there. Um, it's good if there are other things as well, like if you've got a strong marriage and you've got some friends, whatever it is, the more of those things you can have as unchangeables when something massive is changing in your life, then the better off you'll be. Really stabilize you. Yep. Yeah. So now so, we're moving on to new territory. So moving on to moving on to number four, when you're going through a transition, it's good to have some time to yourself, but not too much. Wow. Now that sounds like it's um, a piece of string. How long is it? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't really sit here and and say, well, this is ABC. This is what you need to do, and you'll be fine. And everything is different for different people. But mm-hmm. it's important to have some, I think it's important that you have some time to reflect, to spend time to thinking about your situation. Thinking, so this isn't just time to rip off and go and party. You're not talking about time to yourself as indulgence time. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about time to, to reflect on your thoughts. Okay. Maybe it's time journaling. Maybe it's time, it could be time um, alone with God. It could be just a time you know, alone with yourself time to to think about what is important time to listen to what are the voices inside of you what are the things which are important to you take a stock take it's one of the things that jim bob dugger said to us on episode number 34 he said man take a stock take of yourself take a stock take of your life and examine yourself socrates said that an unexamined life is not worth living uh so examining yourself, and the best time to do that is with yourself. So you're sort of doing an audit, or as you say, a stock take. You're sort yeah. of looking at, okay, I'm in this situation. Things have changed. The, the sand has shifted under my feet. Who am I? What do I believe? What's valuable in my life? Where am I going? That sort of thing? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's very simple. So you know, none of these are sort of rocket science. They're really common sense. But uh, it could be could be a sabbatical. You could take a week off. Mm-hmm. Might be pretty hard to organise. You might, your wife might sort of initially resist. Say, "You're going to leave me with the kids for a week," and mm. you know. But the the point is, you need to find some way of getting away from the hustle and bustle of the changing things around you to spend some time thinking about your situation and where you want to go next. And and but there is a caution here as well. It's not a yeah. You don't just do it all together to yourself. Is that what you're saying? Like you don't time yourself, but not too much. But not too much. Not too much because too much time to yourself, you can just get so swamped and caught up in your thoughts Mm -hmm. and you can end up very confused. Mm -hmm. Nasal gazing. Yeah, not knowing which way is up. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we have somewhere in the order of about 15,000 conscious thoughts a day and about twice as many of those unconscious ones. And that many thoughts, obviously, there's a lot of them which are just rubbish. There's a lot mm-hmm. of them which we don't take any notice of. There's a lot of them which are not helpful to us. And so if we have too much time to think, we can get ourselves into a bit of a, a bit of a hole. So obviously, th- this, this is one of, what, 13 different principles. So yep. it's not as if this is the only thing, but it's no. done in, in conjunction with these other things. Yeah. And the thing is today... This is harder to do than it sounds because we've got our little gadgets oh, with us, and everything. Yeah, and yeah. so whenever we have any quiet time, we're sitting in the we're sitting at the hospital rooms waiting for our appointment, a doctor's appointment or something. Or what do we do? We all pull out our mobile phones and we mm-hmm. look at the news or check our emails. 
So the little times when we used to sit there with ourselves, sit on the porch with a cup of tea, mm-hmm. and we go and sit on the porch with a cup of tea now, we pull out our mobile phones and look and yeah. see what's going on. And so spending time with our own thoughts is really becoming a bit of a lost art. It reminds me of something my, my mother mentioned to me years ago when she was alive. She was staying with one of my younger brothers, and he was a very entrepreneurial sort of fellow, had a lot of things happening, running a, a big hire business in his town, owned a big shed and a whole bunch of equipment, and was just doing all sorts of stuff. And uh, even though my mum and dad had gone to visit with them, he would take time about an hour every afternoon uh, after dinner before the sun had set in the summer, and sit out on a chair in the backyard. And, and at first, mum thought, doesn't he want to talk to us? What's going on? Why is he doing this? She was sort of questioning why why he just wasn't there uh, engaging with them since they'd journeyed up to visit him and spend some time with him. After three days, he came in in the evening and he said, I know what I'm going to do. We're going to pull down that shed. We're going to build a bigger one. And I'm going to lease that property next door. All that time, he was doing what you were doing. He was sort of running it over in his head. He didn't mm. didn't get the answer straight away. But every day after work, he was sitting there for about an hour percolating on the problems that they had. And in three days, he came up with an answer. So that's the hope we'd have for a lot of people who would do what you're suggesting. If we don't spend that time thinking, then we will find that we have we tend to have very little creativity. It's those times when we are relaxed and just able to just stop and think that we can actually come up with creative solutions that mm. we, we just couldn't see before. Mm. If you rush at something, you're only going to do the first thought that comes into your head. Yeah, I, it's it's amazing. It's amazing the, the ideas for solving a problem that I have when I'm in the shower. Mm-hmm. Twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> Whether I need it or not. <laughs> because it's just the time when it's just you and you're relaxed and you're just able to think. Right, yeah. You know, and if we're able to build those times into our into our day, into our week, then you'll be surprised at how creative we can. And what a tragedy, as you say. We are robbed of that time. Mm. Our technology, our cleverness, our busyness actually mm. eats all that time away. Mm. So it's not rocket science, but it's something to, to keep in mind. How are you going to find time to be by yourself? And then number five is take your eyes off your circumstances and focus on What's going on inside? So we want to wave a magic wand, don't we? And we want to change our circumstances. When things aren't going the way we want, when we've come out of that still water and we've come into the rapids, we think, oh, if only I had enough money to do this, if only I had more time to do this, if only this person wasn't doing this to me in my life, right? We want to wave a magic wand. If only my child wasn't rebelling, if only they weren't, you know, dating this, uh, this hillbilly. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to change the circumstances that are going on in our lives. Our natural inclination isn't to look inwardly, mm. to find, okay, what is it? What is it that I need to change within me? What is it that, what is the growth that I can do through this? What is it that I can actually control? So life isn't just about those externals all the time. Mm. It's actually about how we make the journey, what happens inside us, how we grow, how we mature in in the journey itself. Yeah. So external change can be a catalyst for internal change. And mm-hmm. I spoke about that on the, the first time we we talked about this, how external change can lead to internal or internal can lead to, to external. For me, for one of the big changes I went through was when I lost my job, uh, trading energy, been doing that all my life, and that was a catalyst for internal change. 
sometimes for other people it's the other way around when there's an external change going on we we tend to want to jump into quickly fixing it solving that issue quickly yeah. jumping in and solving that ex- that issue might be jumping in and just jumping into a new job mm-hmm. without stock taking and thinking well yeah. okay this is perhaps a an opportunity for me to relook at where I am and who I am and where I'm going and, and what I want to achieve in life. And it, that brings to my mind immediately the word rebound. How many times do we see a relationship that crops up on the rebound? It's yep. obviously hasty, it's spontaneous, it hasn't been thought yep. out. And the person takes their problems and their mess only into another messy situation. That's so. right. We want to jump into making a decision. But if we stop and just ask ourselves a few questions, uh, one of those questions might be something like, well, if I make this decision, who am I becoming more like if I make mm-hmm. this choice? Will I like who I become if I make this decision? Mm. Yeah, uh, you've almost got to ask yourself, what does this set of circumstances say about me or, or where I need to go or what I need to do differently or something yeah. like that, some reflection. But once again, we're back on that reflective element again that you were talking about with the other thing about taking time. Well, that's right. And, it's, and, and this flows on. And that's why we're talking about, you know, we're talking about internal change. The reason, one of the reasons why this is so important is because if we fail to recognize that we need a change inside, if we just completely neglect that and say, no, I am who I am and I'm just going to continue on doing what I'm doing and I'm just going to change my externals, it can really slow us down. Mm-hmm. It can really slow us down moving through those rapids and make it really hard to then move into our next chapter mm. and really may- maybe even miss what that next chapter should be. Mm. We've got an opportunity to change direction and we completely miss it. So life really is a matter of, of becoming something and if we deal only with the circumstances, we don't become anything more than we were when we got into the mess in the first place or into the last set of circumstances. There's no growth. There's no maturity. We can repeat our mistakes. And you hear about, I think I read this somewhere, that 70% of people who win the lottery end up broke. Mm. Why is that? The external circumstances have changed. They're, they've just got an opportunity to perhaps do, do anything they want, right? You win a few million bucks and... On the outside, it looks like everything is life, everything's yeah. perfect, right? But they lose it. Why? Because their external thing circumstances have changed, but their internal doesn't keep right. up. Yeah. Internally, they haven't changed. They're not ready. They're not prepared. They're not able to to seize that opportunity. And so, one of the things which must happen through a major life transition in order for us to grab something better out the other end is we must change in order that we're ready to grab what comes out the other end. And it does seem to be true that for many people, they only change under pressure. They only change under some challenging set of circumstances. If everything's cruising like, you know, yeah. quiet still down the water, uh, down down the river, they don't engage, people don't engage in change. Well, there's no need to change. Yeah. We like to be comfortable. We like things to be. So if, if a life change happens, a life circumstance situation happens, and we don't change internally. We wasted it. We're not going to get it. That, that's our opportunity, I guess, to be able to make that change and to be able to to become the person that we can become informed by the set of circumstances that we've just uh, engaged with. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So I guess just in the, the short time we're on this podcast, I want to just highlight that, that there's, there's this internal change as well as the external. Our eyes tend to be focused on the external, but it's an opportunity really to look inwardly and think, okay, well, 
what have I learned about myself? Uh, this is going to be a challenging time. What do I want to be like when I get through the other side? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be? What do, I, what do I want people to see and think about me? How do I want the way I deal with myself to reflect? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because we're all leaders, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We're all leaders. There's always people watching us, how we deal with things. And so we don't want to be throwing in a permanent solution to a temporary problem and then coming out the other side and regretting it. Mm. When we look internally, if we, if we don't look internally, that's the risk that we... That Say we, that one again. We end up making a permanent change or a permanent decision about a temporary situation. I think that might have been something from Jim Bob, well, actually. That, yeah, and then when we, we come out the other end... We, we don't want to choose a permanent solution to a temporary problem and then come out the other side regretting having done that. Mm, I like that. And so the last one, number six, and it's also related to internal change, and that inter- the, the rate of internal change will determine your speed through transition. The rate of internal change will what will affect or will what the, the, the word you've got the rate of internal change will determine will, your de- speed through transition. So we can get through the transition successfully by allowing the internal change to happen quickly. Yes, that's correct. If we if we don't examine ourselves internally, then we'll, our progress through transition will be a lot slower. As I talk about in my uh, in my ebook, I've got a lot of computers, old tech junk in my uh-huh. home, right? And you know, there's old computers, there's phones, there's an old I Samsung Samsung sitting here, here got yeah. an iPhone five sitting over there somewhere, and it's it's like a a graveyard as these things start to wear out. I can spend a lot of time trying to fix them and bring them back to bring them back to good health, right? What I've done recently with some of the laptops in our home is I've looked internally and looked at what can I do? What's the bottleneck here? What's the thing which is stopping these things from moving forward? Right. So, and with a laptop, it's typically okay. We'll upgrade the RAM, move it from four uh-huh. four gigs yeah. to six to eight mm-hmm. and twelve and so on. And then maybe the next thing is put an SSD, solid state drive in it, rather than mm-hmm. a hard drive and and the hardest thing to do is maybe to more difficult on a laptop is to is to increase the the, C, the CPU. But maybe you can clean out all the junk, mm-hmm. and reinstall Windows, do a clean reboot, and by the time you've upgraded the RAM, put an SSD, and done a clean reboot, you've probably got a machine which is faster period than when it, than when you first bought it, mm-hmm. and it will then serve you again for a, for a number a number of years. So I guess that's that's a, a little bit of a picture about how if we look inside and we look and examine ourselves and start to clean out some of the junk which is built up over the years and start to make some changes internally, then we can speed our progress through difficult changes. So it's not unlike the uh, the ancient example of sharpening the axe. If, if you're a blunt axe and you're banging your head away against a problem, you're just going to create a lot of heat and exhaustion. But if you can actually sharpen the axe as in, deal with the issues inside yourself, then you'll be able to deal with the problem a whole lot more efficiently. Yeah. So when my when my business ended, we were pretty gung-ho at taking on the people who had, in our view, had broken the law and had done things that they, you know, they shouldn't have done. Um, throwing a fair bit of money at commercial lawyers and so on. And so I was looking outwardly, looking at, where their responsibility was, what they, where they had broken the, the Corporations Act laws and where they had lied and, 
and and neglected their duties and so forth. All of which is in the external circumstances. All of which is in the external circumstances. And as long as I continued to do that, it just slowed the whole process down mm-hmm. of my of my being able to let go of what had happened and make make internal changes and to get ready to embrace what was in the future. Mm-hmm. As long as I continued to do that, it just slowed it all down. And so I think it's pretty clear that once I stopped doing that, once we said, no, okay, I'm just going to let go. I'm not going to not going to do this anymore. Uh, I'm going to let go of it all and examine myself, take responsibility for the things I could have done. And it's not about replaying what has happened like a, like an old movie in your head. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's not healthy. That needs to be let go of because we can't live in the past. We can't redo what's what's happened. But letting go of the external and starting to look internally, what was it about me that was not quite right? Where did I have my focus where it perhaps shouldn't have been? Where was I dropping the ball? And once that started to happen, it was I was able to then start moving out of the past and, and into the future. Mm-hmm. And so that internal change, you are a different person for that whole process you went through than you might have been if you just banged your head against the externals and tried to make them work again. A vastly different person to what I was when I when I was trading energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're trading energy, sometimes in the morning I need a bit. Can you sort of work out? <laughs> I can get a download. <laughs> so that's your three points for for this week's podcast. Uh, uh, then is it on this one? Yeah. Right. So I guess just to close to close that last one out. So I encourage you just to search out what it is that you're still holding on to what is it from the past that you're still not really willing to let go of that you're still a little bit bitter about that you've you know you feel like there was a lost opportunity and it was oh man if i could only have just done that if i'd only just made that decision or said this then maybe things would be different so you think that's an indicator of the internal journey that is yet incomplete yes okay so if there is something niggling people like that from a past transition they need to stop and maybe prayerfully think about what that might mean for their internal journey. Yeah. And so we've talked about some different ways that we can do that. And we talked about that in the previous points. And there's a couple of key ones there, but it's different for everybody. But I think that that, that time of reflection, spending time with yourself and spending time with God and, and allowing you, you need you need some time of, of healing. If there's some hurts there from something which has happened in the past, sometimes you allow, need to allow your emotions to catch up with you because mm-hmm. things can happen so fast that your emotions don't catch up. And this typically is often what happens when somebody grieves. I know of somebody who who lost their daughter, you know, some years ago, and he still hasn't really cried about it. Still mm-hmm. hasn't let that emotion out. At some point, that may come out, and it shouldn't really be a surprise when that happens. The emotions mm-hmm. just catching up. And then I guess the other thing was just really getting somebody alongside you who can help you to get perspective to move on and ask some challenging questions. Mm-hmm. So um, so I think those are our three points for, for today. Well, just so the viewers understand, we're going in more depth as we discuss this probably than what's actually in your ebook, but your ebook is freely available if they wanted it anyway. Yeah, so this is actually not available on Real Men twenty four seven. It's on. It's available on my coaching website, guymullencoaching.com. So, it's it's available there uh, through, through the through the through the front page. But if people keep listening to the program, we're going to cover all thirteen of your. We points are going to anyway, cover all thirteen, and so, probably in more depth. 
in, in more depth. Yep, there's there's the odd example and so forth, which is in the ebook, which we're not talking about. But um, that's that's the first six we've been through. So um, we've got uh, another seven to do. Well, well, let's look forward to that. I think they've been very helpful. It's it's really stimulating conversation, and it actually is very practically relevant. Some people, I'm sure, listening to this would say, "I just wish I knew that," or "I now I know what to do about." this situation. So I think it's very helpful. A very big part of it, I think, is that we feel like we're a failure. We feel that we're not normal. But I think talking about this helps people to understand that the emotions they're going through and the struggles they're going through are quite are quite normal. And so when you realize that, it helps you to, to understand that you're not alone. It's a strange thing that people have where they tend to always put it on themselves. I'm weak and I'm useless. And when you've got to do something and you find the other person beside you says, I'm nervous, and you say, you are? I thought I was the one that was nervous. You discover that you're not so abnormal. Other people have the same issues, the same challenges. It's like at school when you've got a burning question and you won't put up your hand and then you find that there's 10 other people in the class. Everyone else wants to know the same thing. Wants to know the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny how we... How long before this lesson finishes? (laughs) (laughs) How long before the podcast finishes? Okay, Chris, well, thanks thanks for being patient with me through this one. No, that's great. I'm enjoying the points and I trust our listeners are as well. And we've got plenty more of these to cover in in, uh, episodes in the future. So that's great. Okay, so don't forget to uh, tell your friends about uh, Real Talk for Real Men. We uh, would love to have more listeners, more subscribers. It's a real pleasure and a privilege to be able to bring these to you. And uh, we'd love to be able to help and impact more men and women who listen to our podcast. Yeah, and it's a privilege for us to be able to do it. We want it to be helpful. Please let us know if something is helpful, but also if there's something that you'd like to know a little bit more detail about or how to practically apply something. We're always looking for things that that will be helpful to you so that we can make what we do the most effective it can be. And please tell us if you'd like to have less of Chris's Kiwi okay. jokes. and. <laughs> Or your cracks at my grey hair. Go on. (laughs) All right. I think we'd better sign off there. Thanks, everybody. All the best. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast at www.realmen247.org.